What's up, Three Count listeners? If this is your favorite podcast, I mean, of course it is, and you want to look super fly, but not like Jimmy, the Three Count has new merch on ProWrestlingTees.com slash the Three Count Pod. Remember the number three. ProWrestlingTees.com slash the Three Count Pod, the number three. Make sure you use those sidewalks to keep off them streets. JJ out. Alright, right now, I'm sickened. Welcome to Riot City, first of all. Second of all, you better listen to Three Count Podcast. Oh, by the way, Showtime, Jeremy Grimes. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chaz Evans, and you are listening to uh, the Three Count Podcast Super Pod Part. Let's go down the roster. Introducing first, he is my tag team partner. He is the producer of this show. He's the landlord of the dog pound. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the only white guy on this show because we have to fill that quota. Ladies and gentlemen, Cliff Red Dog Miller. All right. I guess we found... Our catchphrase. That's it. That's my catchphrase. And introducing (laughs) next, he is your 82-time World Heavyweight National ECW Coronavirus Surviving Racist Man Hunter World African American Negro Spiritual Slap Your Mama Cause the Chicken Tastes Like Crap Oh my god, he booked himself to go over cause he books this shit. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the world champion, uh, the idol master himself, Chris uh, Idol. Always happy to be here. And last, but certainly not the least, he is my little brother and that is the only reason that he is on this show he watches no wrestling, but he watches some YouTube videos that talk funny shit. Ladies and gentlemen, he is known as the Napster. We have a JJ. First of all, I want to thank the sidewalks for keeping me off the street. There's some dangerous times out here. We're having Revolutionary Wars Part 2 out here. Make sure y'all locked and loaded. Chitty, chitty, bang. Murder everything. What the uh, fuck? Yeah, that's all for me. Alrighty then, ladies and gentlemen, you know it's a super pod when we have, ladies and gentlemen, the super villain, our special correspondent. He's been on here numerous of times, and quite frankly, we might offer him a job sooner or later. Ladies and gentlemen, the super villain, Damien Fatal. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Got problem? No, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're working on it. Anyway, and introducing next, ladies and gentlemen, he's a close friend of the Three Count Podcast. He's been here before, ladies and gentlemen. He's no stranger to the Three Count War Room. Ladies and gentlemen, from True Radio, ladies and gentlemen, the DC champ, we got WCW. Finally, the champ has come back to the Three Count Podcast. I am here to bring my knowledge, my expertise, and all this electricity to all of you. See, I had to do something a little bit awesome since everybody else didn't, so, I mean, 
you know, no, it worked. Right. You know, it worked. It worked. It worked. And we still got people in the war room, ladies and gentlemen. We got a three count podcast close friend. We got the man known as Just Logan. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Buenas noches, buenos dias. If you heard me, say you heard me. You heard me. I just heard you say hello and like good night, good day in Spanish. So you're yeah, I'm not. I, guess, I don't know. I'm African American. <laughs> I'm not a nigga. <laughs> and last but certainly not the least, we have Ace, the sisters. Do you really write that? <laughs> Alrighty, so Ace, the sister, my my, my sister. Go okay. Ace. So you didn't you didn't read that before you said that? Really? No, because I, I, okay, yeah, so, I changed it like five times. Exactly. So I already got down the order on what who was coming in, and then I looked down because I wanted to make sure I got it right because it would be me the fuck up, but that's what it said. So, but anyway. We're going to get right down to business, ladies and gentlemen. As you all know, this is a super pod. Big things happening. Little things stopping. You already know. Um, no, uh, It's been a crazy week in wrestling. So let's get through some announcements. If you have not listened to the latest episode of the Three Count Podcast presents now entering the ring, JT Funk. Well, you need to uh, stop this super pod right now. Go back into your uh library and listen to that episode and then come back to this one you definitely don't want to miss that also yeah i guess i should probably promote this too um there's another now into the ring it's mine um birthday special that they did so that's up there too if you want to hear that um apparently there's a guy who asked me to touch his dick um that told me happy birthday but um We'll get to him uh, later today in the show anyway. So Wait, with I put that, him over. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, fuck Joey Ryan. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Fuck Joey Ryan. But um, yeah, go ahead and listen to that episode as well. Also, pick up your three-count podcast merch, ladies and gentlemen, at ProWrestlingTees.com slash The Three Count. Go grab yourself some of that three-count swag. Take a picture in it, post it on uh, social media, tag us in it. We'll definitely reshare it. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get right down to the business Wednesday Night War Rundown. AEW NXT went at it again as they've done every Wednesday night, and the ratings are in. So, AEW ratings for Wednesday night went up to 772,000. That was an increase from last week. And NXT, yet again, trails AEW 746,000 viewers. They also increased from last week's episode. So if you're keeping score like we are here at the three count, AEW's win streak, 30, NXT 5, and with one tie. That is your Wednesday Night War Roundup. Let's get down to the best and the most awesomest greatest segment right next to anything that i do ladies and gentlemen it's time for the red dogs power rankings 
So, as always, we always want to throw a huge shout out to uh, Hollow Drive for their cover of Danger Zone. Uh, thank you for the awesome theme song. So let's get into it, right? Number 10. I have been waiting to get this person on this power ranking. I just needed her to win a match. She is in at number 10. Give it up for your girl, Aaliyah. Then we're going to move on to number 9. We have uh, a couple guys. They have a sloth for a mascot. Give it up for the best friends, as their match was incredible. So, number eight, everybody's favorite female tag team, the Iconics. Shout out to them. Number seven, I, so this match, I think, probably could have been ranked up higher, because um, Cody had an incredible match. But what's more importantly is that Ricky Starks made his debut on AEW. It was awesome to see that match, and... Although Cody did win, I really wish Ricky Ricky would have came out. Number six, uh, this one's going to be kind of controversial due to recent circumstances that have popped up. However, I cannot take it away from him. He had an incredible match with AJ Styles. Mr. Matt Riddle comes in at number six. Number five, we have an incredible tag team. Uh, they are your current AEW tag team champions, Omega and Page. I love their match. And I know everybody else on here is saying, fuck Kenny. That's okay with me. Number four. We have the man, the myth, the legend, the Irishman. You know him as Seamus. That's just enough to be said. Number three. Can't take it away. Uh, Backlash. They had an incredible match. And then they had an incredible match the next night. Um, and they also had an incredible match on NXT. Give it up to Sasha and Bailey. I did love that. I know already we have someone here talking about it's Karen. So we don't have to give any fucks. We just know that's what it is. It's number Karen, goddammit. It's Karen. <laughs> number two. Um, he's been putting on incredible matches. I definitely want to give a give a, uh, a lot of love. Uh, Paulo Cruz. Hey, it is what he's been he's been putting down some some great matches. And number one, although it was not the greatest wrestling match ever. I will have to say it was a good wrestling match, and I thought it earned a top spot. So Randy Orton gets our top spot for the top wrestler of our power rankings. All right, all right. I don't see uh, anything wrong with your power rankings this week, except for anything that has Orange Cassidy in it. And, yeah, but moving on let's get down to the meat and potatoes of today's show the reason why this is a super pod there has been a lot of things going on in the wrestling week and first topic is this so saudi arabia there is a class action lawsuit being filed against the wwe apparently they have a undisclosed uh, witness testifying um cliff if you want to bring everybody up to speed on the uh, Saudi Arabia lawsuit. Of course I do. So let us start this back, right? So this was um, Halloween night uh, 2019. We uh, remember the Saudi Arabia show. This was the famous show where uh, Bray Wyatt actually beat Seth Rollins. So what does this have to do with everything? Well, while we were in Saudi Arabia, uh, there has been some discrepancies on a payment being made from the Saudi Arabian government to the WWE. So what have happened was that allegedly um, Vince McMahon cut the broadcast for Saudi Arabia and delayed it by almost 90 minutes. So as we get brought up to speed, we find out that 
uh, a certain aircraft uh, that was supposed to be taking our superstars from Saudi Arabia to Boston, Massachusetts, uh, was delayed for eight hours with rumors of people having guns holding up the plane. Allegations. I don't know. I wasn't there. Anyway, so what we ended up finding out was um, uh, this, that's the whole reason why NXT had their takeover show on SmackDown the, on that Friday night. So as we move forward, we find out that uh, one superstar who's um, been classified as CW2 um, has come forth and has been working with the, uh, the lawyers for the lawsuit and talking about what they saw. Um, the reason why the lawsuit is actually even happening at all is because investors are upset with WWE not knowing that the Saudi Arabian government relationship was as bad as it was. Because a lot of people, including myself, and was led to believe that they had this perfect relationship with the Saudi Arabian government and that a, t- a TV deal was in the works. But we found out that that wasn't the case. So moving forward, we now see that WWE is trying to atone or trying to answer why the relationship was so bad with the Saudi Arabian government. And, yeah, so there we are with everything kind of being caught up. All right. So here's the debate question. The big question is this. Is Vince in some hot shit? That's pretty much uh, the big debate topic. Is Vince in hot shit for this? Should, you know, pretty much give us your thoughts. So, Cliff, you can go first. Then after that, just uh, Justin, Chris Idol, whatever you want to be called today. We'll go after Cliff. Um, after Cliff, I mean, after Justin will be Josh. After Josh will be Damien. Then after Damien will be Champ. After Champ will be Logan. After Logan will be Ace. And then I will come in at the end. And that'll be the order for the um, remainder of the show as far as debate topics. Yeah, so I find this, like, super interesting. I know we originally were trying to figure out who CW2 was, and I'm not going to lie. I said it was Cash Wheeler because it just made so much sense. Come to find out, it's Confidential Witness. So, Cash, I'm sorry. I know it's not you. Um, So the big thing is, is it's interesting to find out that WWE um, has been, like, trying to spin a narrative for a lot of different topics the whole time. I think the biggest issue that we – that we're seeing is that Vince is kind of like just struggling to keep the ball. It's kind of jumbling um, and keep everything juggling, especially with the whole situation that happened with the XFL and investing WWE money into Alpha Entertainment. I think what our biggest problem is, is that when you try to cover things up, they eventually come out. It doesn't matter. All skeletons in the closet do make their way in. We have a perfect example of that coming up later on the show when we talk about a certain topic. But I think for me what it is, is that WWE really is about to atone for a lot of the stuff that they have been trying to push as their narrative here in the future. And um, I don't know, man, I kind of side with the investors on this one. You got to be honest with the people who are trying to invest in your company. And if you're not going to be honest with those people, um, you're just going to end up damaging not only your reputation, your business ethics, and you're going to also just no one wants to take take a leap with you when you try to make that next jump. So that's kind of like my two cents on it. Ah, okay. Hmm. My two cents is uh, Vince has been in hot shit since 1983. He doesn't know how to not be in hot shit. (laughs) He'll be in hot shit till the day he dies. It's just what he does. It's just, he's Vince. 
Um, should he have lied to the investors? No, but every business lies to their investors. So I don't see him any differently than any other business. It's just we're all deeply invested in wrestling, so we care more. That's my two cents. All right, so I'm a um I'm a piggyback off of Idol, man. Even after Vince is dead and long gone, he's still gonna be in deep shit. So I'm just gonna say that. Um, but yeah, like like I was saying, we, they always lie to business They always lie to their investors. Who gives a shit in a in a on a long run? Because he's gonna find a way to figure it out. People are still gonna invest their money in the WWE anyway. And let's also not forget that this man Vince, right? After a man died on pay-per-view, decided to just keep the show going like nothing ever happened. This is Vince we're talking about. He's going to find a way to kiss up to his investors, and everything's going to be smooth sailing until another fuck-up, which would be like two months or something. <laughs> uh, well, I guess my, um, it just is what it is. Um Businesses lie. Like, it happens all the time. So, just is what it is. That, that's all I got to say about it. Just is what it is. Listen. <clears throat> I knew the moment this happened that there was a bigger story to this than what was being painted. Me and my, me and my co-host from my podcast, we talked about it at length when it happened. We said, there's something more to this. But they tried to spin it. And say, oh no, it was nothing. It was mechanical issue, this, that, and the third. No, we knew it was something bigger. And now the old saying goes, where highs in the dark will soon come to light. And right now, that's what's happened. And Vince, we, I think everybody has said it, and I'm going to uh, add to it. Vince has always known to put himself in the, in the situations, but somehow he finds himself getting out of it. Look at the steroid trials back in the early 90s. They had him nailed to the wall, and he still found a way to get out of it. But I think this is a situation now where it was too much put out there that it was smoke and mirrors. And right now, those smoke and mirrors are being cleaned and, and filtered out, and now you're going to have a situation where it's like you're invest- you got to answer to your investors, and eventually those investors are going to be like, you know what? We're done with this. And that could come sooner rather than later, so they better be prepared for this. That's all I gotta say about it. They better be prepared because the way they tried to spin it and tried to hide the truth, it came to the light, and it's not gonna be, it's not gonna end well for them, in my opinion. So I guess that comes down to me, huh? Hello? I guess it comes down to me. Yes, sir. Wise man once told me to cost of doing business. And that's just it. It's cost of doing business. Business is not a clean thing. It is dirty. It is crime. It's the survival of the fittest. And so far, the fittest, sin. He's been doing this shit a very long time. He's not new to this. He's true to this. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, he might lose a few investors. But they'll eventually come back because that baby is going to make money. Right. Wise man named Phil Brooks once told that, and it stands true to this day. No matter how bad the product gets, no matter how shitty the business aspects are, 
they're still going to be fine. Not going away. They're going to be here for my children's children. That's just the way it is. It's all politics. Okay, so... What I heard is the reason that they were beefing to begin with is because they weren't, like, promoting the show as they were supposed to. And then they were supposed to, like, secure the primetime slot. And, like, the guarantee was never there. So that's why they were like, well, we're not paying you till you know that you're going to give us what you're supposed to. So, um, and then he cut the fee because they didn't pay him. And it's like, you know... You only gonna see what you paid for, so I think they both kind of. I don't really know what the actual issue is, but it's he said, she said, and then some about the guns and the witnesses. But like, if everybody was there, aren't they all witnesses? So I feel like the whole issue has just been an issue, and they're making a big deal out of little things now, whereas there's a lot that should have been resolved. That's it. All right, so I'm gonna have the. Clearly, I mean, I always have the radical approach, but I got a, I have a radical approach. Oh, shit. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so this is what I think. I think Vince will be f- gone faster than you think, okay? Everyone like, everyone has stated that, yes, Vince has been in hot shit since 1984, three, whatever, and he's all, and that's just what he does. That is true. But let's, let's be aware, though, that Vince is of, of an age where they will find a way to get him, get rid of him. Now, whether or not Vince will go down swinging or not, that's, you know, another debate topic for another day. But we're forgetting the fact that Vince is fucking with Saudi Arabia. Why are you fucking with Saudi Arabia? (laughs) Of all the places. He he put so many people at danger. I think at this point, it's a more matter of fact, looking at the fact that he had so many superstars in danger because he wants to what? lie his way out of things. He's not Eddie Guerrero. As much as he claims to love Eddie, he don't lie, cheat. He cannot lie. The only person who I know that can lie, cheat, and steal the way out of here is goddamn Eddie Guerrero. Not Vincent Kennedy McMahon. This, uh, Vince is in some hot shit. He's already lied about the XFL money going into the WWE. He's lying about this. And then, you know, as we see later down the line, you know, someone has tested positive for coronavirus in the facility. It's going to shits. Vince is going to shits. That's my that's my two cents. Yes, it's the radical. And probably no one's going to be like, oh, no, it's not Vince. Vince. Vince does this bullshit. So what doesn't make it right? Yes, businesses lie. That's cool. But when you start putting people's lives in danger, guns. Think about this. If you were sitting on a plane about to head back out of state, out of the country, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, we're supposed to be leaving like 10 minutes ago. You look out the window and there you got militia with guns standing out there. No, it's I think there's a line that needs to be drawn. Steroids. okay, yeah, whatever. Who had a gun? Who had a gun? Saudi Arabia. He shouldn't have been fucking with them in the first place, but that's neither here nor there. That's my two cents. Yes, it's about the money. I know it's about the money. Well, here's the crazier part, right, is that Vince wasn't on the tarmac when – wasn't even on the runway when the worse. plane took off. Yeah, he was out. As soon as the show ended, he was on his his private jet 
flying out. So he wasn't even there. Like, that's the bigger problem is that, like, yo, and, and there's one thing, right, because we always joke about, like, well, I don't say we joke about it, but, like, if you look at the Titanic, right, the captain went down with the ship, right? Like, that's a thing, right? But then we look back, we're looking at Vince, and Vince is like, fuck, guys, I'm out. I'm all, I'm in the air. I'm over in England. Where are you guys at? Oh, you guys are still in Saudi Arabia. Like, well, wait a minute. Why the fuck is all the talent still over there? Like, you literally put these men in jeopardy, and you still have not atoned for anything else that's happened. Like, it's crazy. Like, I think when you fuck with the government, like, especially about money, and you're trying to have a dick swinging contest with, like, the government, who, mind you, the bigger controversy was they killed an American citizen who was working. They killed him previously like Khashoggi wasn't an accident he didn't just die in the embassy like he was murdered and WWE still ran over there and did the show had a dick swinging contest with the prince come on man like you know better than that like that's not a thing supposed to be happening but now you have a confidential witness that's like hey I'm gonna work with them mind you this confidential witness that has been put in through the the program has was working with the company from like 2012 to 2019 so it was just recently released so that's, like, the bigger part of everything. So I'm just like, yo, Vince, like, I don't know what the fuck you think you're doing, but the ship is sinking, and they're going to just send you down instead of the whole ship. Yeah, Vince is best friends with the president. He'll be okay. <laughs> fuck that. Listen, the fact that, that I think that's the big issue right there you just brought up, Chris, is the fact that while this was going on, Vince wasn't even in the damn country. He left his people behind to save his own ass. <laughs> he saved his own ass. Now, let's be honest. It did produce one of the best episodes of SmackDown that we've seen today, but at the but it was at the cost of several members of the, of the roster as well as other staff going through what was considered a nightmarish scenario, all because this McMahon wanted to show that his dick is bigger than a crown pitch of 70-plus. And I think that that's what's going to cost Vince his company and someone else is going to take over because he wanted to show them like, hey, I'm 70 years old. I have a bigger dick than you. It's such good shit. <laughs> I mean, that's 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 very true that Vince would definitely was- do some shit because we're, we're talking about a man, right, who had a lifting contest with Mark Henry, who at the time was considered the world's strongest man. And Vince McMahon yeah. refused, refused to back down from this until right. until Mark Henry quit. And so that's what Vince was doing, was yeah. lifting against him. So you don't think he's going to stand up to the prince of Saudi Arabia, who yeah. may or may not allegedly, yeah. allegedly <laughs> had somebody had somebody m- murdered in an, in an embassy in another country? Get the fuck out of here, man. You're lucky he didn't wipe out that plane. Yeah. Vince is Vince, and Vince is going to do what Vince wants to do every single time. That's what history has told us since the very beginning, and it would be very foolish of us to expect anything different from Vince when we have, like, 40 years of history that says, Vince is this way. Vince is going to be this way. Vince will always be this way. Vince wrestled God. Oh my That's God. what I'm saying. <laughs> right. anyway, up in a limo. See, this is what we're not finna do. Like, uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on now. Anyway, <laughs> I hate that so much. Okay, anyway, we're gonna move on to the uh, next topic. Um, it seems like we lost Logan, so the ghost of Logan is now here. Um, he might not say anything, but 
Um, we lost Logan, but the ghost of Logan is still here with us. Anyway, so moving on to the next topic. Um, also in this crazy ass week in the professional wrestling world, uh, we well even I think we said this not too long ago when we when the coronavirus first happened. For those of you who don't know, we're still in the pandemic. I just you know I'm gonna put that out there disclaimer. We're still in the pandemic, folks. Um, please uh, when you go out in public, wear your mask. Uh, wear your mask. Social wear distancing, your all that. You know, just have just make sure I to put it out there. But um, t- what happened was this: WWE um, NXT talent um, caught coronavirus. Maybe Mr. Idol didn't do his job all the way in the corona busting that he's been doing out in the field, but uh, somebody caught the Rona, baby. Um, the NXT talent uh, tested positive for uh, COVID-19. Um, as soon as this the story broke, we found out that the uh, WWE had stopped their tapings and um, everyone who had been uh, on the show has been done an official laboratory uh, COVID-19 testing. So um, the also reports say that it was a, uh, it was NXT talent. She was um, she, it's a woman and she uh, used she was used as a crowd member. So. But the funny thing about it is what makes this thing uh, a real big story is the fact not only that someone, you know, in the performance center caught COVID-19 is that the fact that WWE had stated that their cleaning and their um, their cleaner that they use to clean it actually kills the coronavirus. Um, So the debate topic is this. Should WWE not be able to let fans in? for shows at this time. So, same order. Cliff, you can uh, start us off, and we'll go down the horn as yeah, oh, that nice. show. Well, that show that says it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, all right, so let's talk about the first thing that was wild as fuck, right? We didn't even find out the person got COVID, had, had coronavirus, till after Monday Night Raw, right? And that's when, like, it was just kind of leaked out, leaked, I say in quotations, but it was it was mentioned that way. So we found out through um, Jesus, I forget uh, Brian, right? Alvarez was that the one who leaked it out or said it? So Alvarez least, uh, says it that he gets a pass to him by WWE officials. But then we found out that there was actual fans in there, right? It wasn't just that it was Performance Center people. It was friends and family that were also in the stu- at at the Performance Center like watching the show. And we found out that not, none of the wrestlers knew. That there were their actual fans in the crowd until they were actually wrestling their match. Like talk about like a hazard, right? And then we also find out that WWE hasn't been testing their people like they said they have been. I think that's like their bigger issues. That again, we have a person who's out here in front of the WWE, the the, the voice of WWE, talking about something that they are not doing. Okay, so now we've already established the Saudi. We just talked about the lawsuit, and now we have the coronavirus incident where. They said that they've been testing all their talent, like coming in and out all the time, and that they're changing the ropes and the mat every single match. I don't believe that at all now because we've now watched we watched the person get sick and they're in they're in there. And mind you, think about all the talent that ran through all those tapings, right? So people like um, God, who uh, the Street Profits, Dominic, right? During these tapings, like here's these guys running into the crowd and just kind of joining in, jumping and getting hyped and stuff. It's insane to think that Vince McMahon was totally okay with the fact that we bring in people who are not being tested for coronavirus 
into the facility, and then you were still not even testing the people that are your employees or your independent contractors, as I want to say. You're not even testing them for coronavirus. Like, that's fucking insane to me that you're putting that much of a risk on everybody in a facility, especially because you've already had a crew member get sick before WrestleMania, and now you're having somebody get sick now, and you're just kind of, like, trying to brush it under under the rug. Like, that's just – to me, it's insane. I I think – like, at this point, like, I mean, all leadership should be in question about the practices that are being done at WWE because of this situation. It's just – it's getting ridiculous, and I I don't know, man. It's just – it's dangerous to even be associated with WWE at all. All right. So, remember how I said Vince is best friends with the president? There you go. The president isn't handling the situation with coronavirus property uh, properly. Vince is buddy buddy with the Florida government governor who doesn't know what he's doing either. So <laughs> I'm not surprised everything's going terrible. Nobody knows what they're doing. No, no one in leadership knows what they're doing when it comes to the coronavirus. So am I surprised? No. Uh, I will have to correct you, uh, Cliff. Uh, WWE never said that they were testing people. They said they were only checking temperatures. That's the only thing they ever said. They only said they were checking temperatures. So they never actually said they were testing people for the virus. Um, yeah, it's a jumbled up mess. But so is everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, someone's going to die probably, if we're being honest. Uh, but eh, such is life. What? Okay. Um. So um, I'm piggyback of on Justin. So, um, on Idol. Let me be more. Yeah. So we're gonna piggyback off of Idol. Um. Yes, Trump is friends with the president. The governor of Trump Florida. Trump is the president, you idiot. Ah, Trump is friends with the president. <laughs> All right, I know what I'm. You know what I'm trying to say. Vincent, Vincent Trump are buddy buddy. They've already bribed the governor of Florida to make them essential business. So like, and then Florida, they've already, they've already, they're even going through more shit. They're, uh, I think they had like 4,000 cases yesterday, yesterday, <laughs> like alone, just yesterday, like Florida, Florida's one of the first ones to open up and going to be the first ones to shut the fuck back that down because they're just rat, they're ratchet. Florida's just ratchet <laughs> what? From, from, from leadership, from leadership and just everything they are they are complete ratchet that's what i'm just gonna say they're ratchet i they don't know what they're doing their leadership is horrible their leadership is shitty i think that i could be a better leader than them i mean my name means leader so i mean i i might as well try anyway that's my that's my rant all right look i mean i take dangers every day with going to work, I'm around hundreds of people, different people, all the time. It's a fucking safety hazard just going out to the store. It just is what it is. If they wait, want- I have a question, Damien. I have a question. I have a question for you. Since you know, with, so you see people all the day. How do you know that you don't have it? Because I'm still alive. <laughs> True shit. <laughs> you've been alive. You've been alive. You've been alive for billions of years, and this shit ain't caught you yet. I know you nope. had the bubonic plague and you survived that. I know. I was nope. about to say the same thing, man. I was <laughs> like, he survived every plague that came out. Like, please. 
My man, my man oh, over here, he, he's got gush on for fucking blood. Look, my family's still alive, so obviously I'm good. But period. Like, everybody knows the risk that they're taking. It just... It just is what it is. I mean, come on, people are going to get sick. So it's not like they were like went into the performance center and caught it there. They caught it somewhere else and brought it to work. I mean, shit. One of my managers, like family got sick and they had to be in quarantine for two weeks. It just, it's fucking dangerous. Just is what it is. It's dangerous as fuck. That's it. And here's the thing, you guys. I guess it's my turn to comment. Hold on. Here's here's something you're missing, guys. Here's something you're missing. The town didn't even find out about the positive test until it was posted on social media. That's a problem. That's a huge problem. Leadership should have told them about it before they found out on social media. You should be sitting in your hotel room or your residence scrolling on Twitter and all of a sudden you see NXT developmental talent has COVID-19 and they were in the performance center on this date. That's not when you find out about this. This whole thing is fucked. The fact that they didn't find they didn't find out about the co- the, the the coronavirus uh, positive test. They didn't find out about real fans being in the building until Social media told them that is a problem. You you should not be finding out about this on social media. And then you wait until you finally get a positive test and say, oh, we got to test you guys. We're going to push our tapings back a day so we can test everybody. And then guess what? It's a clusterfuck. It's a clusterfuck. And then now it's a clusterfuck, but then the day you're supposed to do the tapings, your tapings are delayed because you're still waiting on results. So then when you do NXT, you wonder why the crowd is a lot smaller because they're still waiting on results so only a few people can get in. This whole thing is absolutely a clusterfuck. And this is another, this is going to be another nail in Vince's coffin. Not just what happened with Saudi, but this right here. Eventually, like this right here could be the final nail because this is a dangerous, dangerous virus. And he is infiltrated his organization and he didn't even have his leadership have the balls to tell the talent before they found out on Instagram or Twitter or wherever. It's, it's, a, it's a bad look. Bad, bad look, WWE. Bad look. That's you, Logan. Oh, it's my turn? I can talk? All right. So, this is where I would just like to applaud Dana White. For those who don't know who Dana White is, let me tell you. He is the president of the UFC. Dana White was one of the first organizations to actually start doing their sports again. And how he did it, very professional, I may add, he's testing everyone. Everybody that's coming in or out or near a fighter is getting tested. (laughs) He got from hotels, the whole shebang. 
Now I know what you're thinking. Well, UFC is this worldwide organization. So is WWE. I know what you're saying. UFC makes more money than WWE. I'd like to response. I would like to respectfully disagree. They don't, <laughs> if we're being honest. They wanted to be like UFC, but it wasn't professional enough to do it. Yeah, there's ways that you could put on these live events, but you'll have to take the responsibility of testing everyone that's going to be that's coming in and out of the building. They got to be tested. You could have brought out a hotel. You could have brought apart built damn apartment complex with the money Vince McMahon has, but but they, these are the precautions that you have to take. COVID nineteen ain't shit to play with. Even though I worked throughout this fucking quarantine, but I should tell you um how government works. <laughs> but yeah, I worked throughout this entire quarantine, and I was put at risk. Thank God I don't have it. Thank God none of the people that I know has had hasn't had it. Thank God for that. But when you're dealing with putting a lot of people in a small space, you run a very, very high risk. The mall that I work at is empty. Nobody comes in other than essential employees. That's maintenance and security. You have wrestlers who are practicing with each other, touching each other's hands, or sweating on each other, and or bleeding on each other. Some may be drooling on each other. Then you have others that are fucking each other. <laughs> the risks are very high. In order to avoid anybody contracting or like get or like having anybody infected around these guys, you gotta test them. You have to test them legally. <laughs> and you also gotta make sure that they quarantine themselves smartly. Which is easier said than done because some not everybody lives in Florida. Some of these guys are flying in. It wasn't smart. <laughs> For them to have the guy, some of the guys that they had in there and to bring fans inside the building, that's unheard of. The UFC ain't got no damn fans in the building. It's the fighters, their coaches, the announcers, and the people working in the truck and the photographers. That's it. But every last one of them are in quarantine. They've quarantined themselves. They've been tested. The UFC has been nothing but professional to the point where they literally rented out an entire island for a 10 mile radius in Dubai (laughs) to put on fights for international fighters who can't get inside the United States. Now, I know what you're saying. For anybody who did their research, yes, Jock Ray got tested positive for for COVID-19. Guess what? He didn't fight. He got flown his ass back out. Or to the nearest hospital. He didn't fight. That fight was canceled. All right. Anybody? Well, hold on a second. Let me let me respond to this really quick. Because you because you mentioned that right, like Dana White, like the difference between like the UFC and the WWE, right? And although I, I do understand the podcast that we're on, but this is something we've said. Remember, Dana White originally said fuck the U.S. and bought the island so that he could take the fighters over and fight. No, 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 it no, no. He didn't buy it, the island. <laughs> he did not. He. My point being, though, is that he did, initially he tried to have a fight in Vegas. They turned him down. Then he went and rented or they yeah. they purchased the rights to have a fight, all the fights on the island. And it wasn't until the U.S. government stepped in and told him, nah. 
this isn't happening at all. Then he was like, all right, you're right. We can't do this. But then as soon as WWE got the approval to run shows in Florida, that's when the UFC jumped into Jacksonville. So my point still my, the point being though is I do I do respect the UFC and the fact that they're testing everybody because AEW is doing the same thing. The problem though is that WWE they did say that they were going to be checking people like thoroughly, but clearly people fell through the cracks and they they come to find out like you can hold a gun to somebody's face right and check their temperature, but it, and you're not doing anything. You're just like, oh, okay, so you're not at least 100. But we, we understand that asymptomatic people will still carry the virus, and yet you're still letting these people in. And that's, what's, what, that's what we saw happen, right? And regardless whether you got it somewhere else or you came into the facility and you got it from somebody in the facility, you still got COVID-19. And the WWE just didn't even halt. They just went through the program. Where UFC credited them. Not only did Jacare have it, but his two trainers had it, and they kicked them all into the hospital and then sent them home. So, you know, props to UFC for being able to do that. But the WWE had this huge fallacy where they didn't even tell their people that somebody was sick until social media said it. So that's like the bigger Un- issue. Yeah, it's unprofessional. I'm not disagreeing. It's completely unprofessional. It's completely unprofessional and uncalled for. All right, so eight, what you got? Okay, so here's my point. Uh, so we seem to be having some technical difficulties because she's going to have to make her point all over again because someone muted her mic. Yeah, I saw it and just told him the same thing. <laughs> listen, this is no, listen, I'm not, this is a new... Okay, this is the most we ever had on the podcast. Give me a goddamn break. Go home, Chad, you're drunk. All right, all right, all right. So, like I was saying, like Idol said, they were only doing temperatures. And like Cliff said, they should have been testing everybody on site. Like, this is supposed to be an essential place. You have people, like y'all said, from other people places coming in. Like, y'all need to have your own testing sources. All these sports and stuff can have testing on site for practices where everybody is essentially kind of in the same state, at least living because you play for that team. I would hope you live there. Um, You can get your own testing, basically. Secondly, if the people weren't on the show that night or at least part of the roster, like the regular roster for that show, whether it was SmackDown, Raw, NXT, whatever, they shouldn't have been there. Like, you're not essential to that broadcast so why are you there like you don't need fans they did plenty of them without the fans like okay yeah the fans make a difference but the fans on tv are going to watch it regardless because they're fans so forcing something that's on you guys like you said the person probably got it from somewhere else not from inside of there because there's one person who's sick so you know that's not making it okay, but, you know, the illness itself is not there. Their cleaning situation and the solution that they made up probably really does work. That's why I was just one tested person who tested positive, because even though they're not testing, the people are still getting themselves tested because everybody's concerned right now about it. The wrestlers are in there maskless. Even there's a glass, but everybody else in front of the glass, everywhere else behind the glass together, not six feet apart, you're maskless. Like, you're risking yourself anyway. So are you really concerned or are you just fussing because you didn't know? Yeah, he should have told them, and I'm not even getting to that point because that's just, like, straight wrong. But how concerned are you actually? Like, how concerned are you actually? And then as far as what the actual topic is about fans going, 
I don't know. It's just as risky as like going anywhere else, the market, whatever, where there's going to be a multitude of other people, even though, you know, you're sitting at a show for three hours, whereas or whatever time it's going to be the market you're in for like 30 minutes, maybe longer if the line's long. But, you know, you're still putting yourself out there. So if you're going to go, you're facing your own risk, just like anywhere else. And just like anywhere else, if you feel sick or you're tested or whatever, don't go. Do I think they should have the fans? No. But do I think that it's going to happen? I mean, it already did and it probably will continue. Yes. So that's my sense. All right. So this is what I got. This is what I got. Number one, they went about bringing in fans the totally, totally the wrong way. OK, um, I understand to the point of the fans is brings in that WWE experience. Yes, that's the deal. Cool. But here's the thing. You have not you didn't bring your wrestlers, your talent, your employees aware that you were bringing in outside people into this taping. OK, it's one thing to have NXT talent there because, you know, them, you know, they, they they're there every day. But when you start bringing actual outside people in, that's when things start to become a little muggy. Yes, when they started to try to bring in actual fans, they should have started an actual testing. WWE has so much fucking money, why don't you find a way to get tested? Like Logan said, it's unprofessional as fuck. It's super unprofessional that you did not tell them. And now look what happened. You got somebody tested positive or a virus that kills people. Like, this thing is it's not a game. Like, the virus is real. Whether you, you know, people who believe it's a hoax or not, it's a real thing. People are getting sick. People are dying. And for Vince, and I want to see, I just say Vince, but for the, the WWE to let this slip under the crack, is it's, it's irresponsible. It's extremely irresponsible because now we're putting the lives of people at risk. So because a report came out that, you know, all the people that they have tested, there's no positive test of coronavirus. Thank the Lord. But let's just say what happened if let's just say we've seen uh, uh, what you call it. Um, 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 Mojo Raleigh did put a video out of him actually getting tested. Let's just say he did, ha- you know, test positive for the coronavirus. Now you've put his je- his family in jeopardy. There's a lot of things that, you know, and I get as from a business standpoint, we need to make, you know, you got to make your money. You got to, you know, got to make your quota and everything. But to what extent are we trying to make money is what's more important to to us, making money or people's lives? I think that's where it falls down to because, no, they shouldn't have found out from social media. That's number one. They shouldn't have found it out. They should have sent out an email. Fucking let these people know beforehand that, hey, starting today, we will bring in some family or friends or outside fans in for this taping to make them aware to see if they want to be comfortable or not. Why do you think Kevin Owens is sitting out the fuck right now? Why do you think Sami Zayn is is not wrestling? It's a risk. And like what uh, A said, there's a risk when you come out. But if you're going to take that risk and you know the company that you're under right now – all right, you know, taking it seriously, then it's a problem. It's it's a problem, and it's not making, you know, things better in the long run. We're trying to get rid of the virus. We're trying to do the steps to get rid of it. 
You wouldn't, you know, it's like, eh, it ain't working. It ain't working, Chief. That ain't it. And then, you know, killing, it just, yeah, just go on, Cliff, because this, now I'm starting to get mad and flustered. Well, hold on. Like, so here's the other part that I really had an issue with, right, was that some fans showed up with masks to the facility. Now, depending on which side you believe, left or right, right, I mean, just whoever switched every side, there's been an announcement that there was someone who said, do not wear your mask. We don't want you to wear your mask here. And then there's other people on the other side who said that announcement never happened. Well, us knowing the WWE, that probably was the thing that happened. Like fans showed up with masks because they wanted to take care, or they wanted to be safe, right? And then you probably had some announcement, you know, and some someone maybe like Kevin Dunn. I don't know. I'm only putting names out there. Allegedly, may have came over to speaker and said, "Everybody who is wearing a mask, uh, take it off because we want to see your smiling faces. Though you're behind a glass that has a reflection of the camera, we want to see you guys cheering." And that could have that could have been a thing, man. But the fact is that we we put more people at danger because we encourage people not to wear masks at these tapings. Like, come on, man, it's fucking crazy. Like, that's that's the most wildest shit I've ever think I've ever seen. I think the problem here is this: is just what you just mentioned, Cliff. The whole mask thing. I mean, there have been two sides of the story here. There's been one side that said that Kevin Dunn got on a loudspeaker and told people, take your mask off. Uh, and then there's another story that came out and said, no, we said we we told them it was optional to wear the mask and this, that, and the third. And there's therein lies the problem. Therein lies the problem. It shouldn't be fucking optional, especially now that you know you have a, a fucking positive test. It shouldn't be fucking optional. At all. Here in Virginia, Governor Nordham, Ralph Nordham, who is a doctor, he is a doctor, he is he has a PhD, made it mandatory. When you go into anywhere indoors, you are supposed to wear a mask. Period. And the problem is that they're not making it mandatory. Look at a New Japan show, even before the the quarantine. What is 90% of the crowd wearing? You guessed it, a mask. And again, this is before the quarantine. It doesn't take away from the fan experience wearing a mask because the mask is supposed to protect you from others. It is a consideration thing. And if WWE is... If the stories are true, the WWE is not making it a requirement to wear a mask, especially now that they know they had a positive test. That's another nail in the coffin. That's all I got on that one. So let's jump this over. So we, yeah, we've had the Corona. We've had a Saudi Arabia. I feel like everybody keeps saying this is the final nail in the coffin for, for Vince. I really think this next story is going to be the final nail for it, right? So let's talk about some of the stuff that's been going on. Um, for some of you guys who don't know, this whole thing uh, with Speak Out. So I want to kind of start off from where we kind of know it kind of started, and then obviously it kind of built, right? So it's we had a person put out a tweet talking about a certain independent star. Maybe he was the product. Maybe he was known also as the Jewish canon. Maybe he might have been your favorite wrestler's favorite wrestler, right? Or even the cream of your coffee. Um, 
allegedly it started off with him uh allegations being told that he was um you know abusive as far as like a mental abuse he uh admitted to being a shitty boyfriend a shitty person just to uh, a certain person so from there we had a speak out movement start to lead right and in that speak out movement we found out a whole heap of wrestlers from uh the british scene pretty much was just was called out exactly for what what it was i mean we saw names uh, just drop, and we're not going to drop those names. We're not going to talk about those people, um, but if you go on Twitter, I'm sure you can find a million of those names. I think someone dropped a list. It was close to 75-plus names, and it's still growing at this at a rapid rate. So it's crazy to think that in this society, in this age, right, we, we've gone through some – we've gone through some pretty fucking crazy things as of 2020, uh, but this has got to be one of those incidents where, like – this is going to be like the biggest black eye to uh, to the wrestling scene in a long time, right? So we obviously talked about the steroids that were associated with Vince. We've talked about the Saudi Arabia deal, the coronavirus, right? Um, but sexual misconduct and rape and sexual allegations and just demeaning people in general is not something uh, – we here at the Three, Three Count Podcast, and I'm sure everybody else here will also say too um, – we 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 condemn those things, man. We don't stand with those people. We absolutely cannot believe that that was something that was happening. And it's so crazy how many wrestlers uh, have had these allegations against them. Um, so I guess the topic I'll, I'll, I'm going to go last because I have a lot to say about this. Um, but I'm going to let Chaz go first. Uh, Justin, Josh, Damian, Champ, Logan, a- a- Angel, and then I'll I'll wrap it up and then we'll just continue on. But as we mentioned. There's been a lot of names. Um, you guys can go on Twitter. You guys can check it out. But I just want to get you guys this round thoughts about it. Okay. So, um, number one is this. Um, I got a – there was a tweet that um, Chris Kazama, uh, who was on the show before, um, promoter of uh, Fight, Pro, uh, Fight Club Pro Wrestling, had put out a, a tweet, I think, I think it was Thursday when all this was coming out, or if it was either that. If it wasn't Thursday, it was definitely Friday morning when I seen the tweet. It was that this business has no place for people who sexual misconduct, the racism, pretty much any form of hate. Our business, which is the wrestling business, has no place for people like that. And it's 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 a shame that the list is up to 75 or even close to that number. Okay? Like, it's just, it's sad and it's sickening to the point where this is why wrestling gets that bad connotation. It's not because, you know, quote unquote, the people think it's the F word, think. It's because all the, you know, it's because of the community. The wrestling community. And I hate to put, you know, a, a label out there. And you're right. Yes, JJ, it's, it's toxic because there's always something, you know, that's associated with wrestling and the wrestlers. And it, it's, a, it's, it's sad. So um, we know, I mean, Cliff, I know we're not going to speak names, but it is, you know, confirmed by WWE that Jack Gallagher, you know, was released. And when... All these allegations that have come out, and if these, you know, allegations end up being true, then they need to suffer the same fate as Jack Gallagher did. 
They need to be released because there's no place for it. It's just because you are famous, just because you are on TV, got money, does not give you the right to sexually mis, you know, misuse somebody. If somebody, somebody says no, no means no. Like that, just because you have money does not give you a pass. No is the most biggest two little words that stands uh, to everybody, no matter who you are. And it's, it's just a damn shame that it's gotten to this point and that, you know, we're now we're finding out. It is, it's all your favorite wrestlers. And that's what makes it worse. If it's not one thing, it's another as far as with the wrestling community. That's my two cents. So uh, take it over, um, J, uh, Justin. Actually, yeah, because Justin after me, then you, JJ. Yeah. Okay. Wrestling is a sleazy, slimy business. It's always been a sleazy, slimy business. Everyone knows it's a sleazy, slimy business. But now people are being forced to confront the fact that it's a sleazy, slimy business. Now, I'm a firm believer that sometimes bad things have to happen in order for change to be brought about. So it's fucking terrible that this has happened and is going on. But I'm glad it's coming to light because hopefully from this point forward, it'll lead to, you know, things significantly uh, improving. Uh, fuck all of those people. That's my take. All righty. Um, it's my turn. I'm not going to have any more jokes about this, but um, this is a um, serious topic, but for me personally, this is what I think. Um, for now, even though some of these some of these people, men and women that are coming out, some of them might be true, but we also have to realize that some of them might be false and just trying to um, um, what's the word? Clout chasing. Not even just clout chasing. Um. Defam what is it what is Defamed. it called? De- uh defamination. Yeah. I think it's how you pronounce it. I think I think yeah. I can't remember the word, but yeah. Defamation. That. Thank, thank yeah, you, Chad. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. We have a legit adult. Yes, defamation. <laughs> of, of, <laughs> you're not trying to defamation, you're trying to defame somebody. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Alright, it's it's my turn. Okay. Yeah, here you go. Alright, so um some people are just doing it just to do it. Um, that's part of the reason why a lot of people stopped taking the Me Too movement as seriously as it was because people are just trying to ruin people's careers. So before I before I'm not going to say that they're innocent, but technically speaking, until all the evidence comes out and until in a court of law that states that they are guilty, they have to assume innocence. So that's that's how I'm going to take it. Um, if they did do this, they are fucked up. Men or women, they are fucked up and they need to be severely punished. So. Um, so make sure before we start saying, oh, fuck them, they're all guilty, that some of them are telling some of them are telling the truth. In fact, that they are not that they are not the people that people are claiming them to be. We can also look back at the Enzo Amore situation a couple years ago. 
We found out that that was fake. But that, like, destroyed his career. Ah, his career was going to be destroyed anyway. But, like, it's now, it's, it's now, but now it's like, you, you, we can't use the Dragon Balls to revive it, okay? <laughs> like, no Dragon Balls, no Chaos Emeralds, no bull, none of that. Nothing's going to bring his career back, ever. Even though it was fake. So, for the people that are being sexually abused, um... I don't know how to say this, like, because it's, it's really, like, like, I'm sorry that this happened to you, but, but for the people that are that are actually using this to clout chase, you are just as fucked up as the people that are doing it. So yeah, that's how I'm gonna leave it right there. Uh, I'm gonna take my leave of absence, or yeah. Ah. Uh. Man, I'm not surprised that this is coming out. It needs to come out, point blank in general. Ah, like the, the wrestling business, life in general is just fucked up. People are fucked up, and it just needs to be exposed. I mean, I feel sorry for all the, the victims. Like, and, you know, it's good that they're being strong, you know, voicing their voice. Some of it might be true. Some of it might not be true. But all of it needs to come to light because it's happening. It, it happens all the time. It's been happening for decades. And uh, it just it needs to come out. Like, period. Whether... My favorite wrestlers are guilty or not. If they're guilty, you know what? They deserve to be punished, period. So, you know, even though this is a a dark mark on the wrestling business, it's just, it's sad that it's taken this long, like this long for all of this to come out. Because like I said, it's been happening for decades. So, yeah. Alright. This is a topic I was breaking on. Because when this popped off, I, like, my jaw was really, I've been in the floor the entire day. And it takes a lot for me to get that kind of reaction, especially when it comes to wrestling. Because I've been a wrestling fan. Because finally, the toxicity 
and all the BS that has been plaguing the backstage part of wrestling between the nepotism, the racism, and now this can finally start to get wiped away, moved to the side, so that wrestling locker rooms can be back to be more inclusive, more fun to be a part of, and even as fans be a, you know have it be fun uh, a fun part of it, you know because. You know, fan. There have been some fans who have had to deal with these kind of things from these from these wrestlers, whether it's racist um, remarks or sexual harassment and things of that nature. Um, and some of the names that came out is just it's just wild to see some of these names, and it is crazy even crazier to see some of the responses from some of the wrestling promotions. And their swift actions to distance themselves from uh, these performers. Like, look at WWE releasing Jack Gallagher with just one sentence. One sentence. <laughs> like, normally you get released from WWE, you get you get at least two. He got one sentence, and that was it. And not only did he get released with one sentence, he got Chris Benoit. He's been erased from history. That's how serious this is. And... It started with the Me Too movement, and it's continuing. And a lot of wrestlers in the game who've been in the game a long time are seeing that this movement is coming into their into their sport, and they're embracing it. And that's what I like. I like the fact that some of the old, old school guys are embracing the fact that this is finally happening, and this is finally being brought to light. But to all the victims, all the people who have spoken out, God, I pray for you. I really I pray for you guys because that had to been the most difficult thing in the world to have to carry that burden on your shoulders. And it had to be even tougher to go on social media after carrying that burden for God knows how long. And then to say this happened to me and this is what happened. And. For the guys in the UK who have been accused of this, they might they, things aren't going to get any better for them because the the authorities have gotten involved and there's no statute of limitation when it comes to sexual assault in the UK. So those guys might want to lawyer up and get ready because it's only going to get worse for them from here. Period. It's only going to get worse. But all the victims, I pray for each and every one of you. And I also pray that some of y'all are not doing this to chase clout. I really hope so. I really hope that you're being very sincere, you're being very genuine, and you're really trying to let it be known, this happened to me, and it shouldn't have. Please don't let this, please don't let some of these be a hoax. Please. That's all I got. Please don't let this be a hoax. I pray it's not. All right, Logan, it's on you, buddy. All right, it's on me. So I pretty much, I'm the type of person, because I have to be kind of what it is, like outside wrestling for me. Security is small form of law enforcement, but nonetheless, until you are proven guilty in the court of law, you are presumed to be innocent, presumed. I'm not saying people did it. I'm not saying that they did. For those who actually did do something and is guilty of that, 
have been proven of it in court. You deserve the strongest punishment that can be conflicted, including losing your job and to pay whatever amount is necessary to make that person feel better about themselves because you scarred them for life. You scarred them. They'll never forget it. They'll never forget what you did to them. They will always be in the back of their minds. The minute that they're about to be touched by their loved ones, their significant others, there'll be flashbacks of what you did to them. And they have to, and they have to deal with that for the rest of their lives. So I feel like you should be punished for the rest of your life, too. Or to the extent where you will never forget what happened to you because you did what you did to them. Now, for those who are just clout chasing or looking to defame someone's name just simply because they might have hurt your feelings or, you know, your relationship didn't work out or whatever. Maybe. You're sick. It's something seriously fucking wrong with you. Just like them. Because why the fuck would you want to ruin somebody's career? How they earn their money, how they earn their money to pay their bills for their families and their children. Something because they didn't have children or a family with you. That's sick. That's distasteful. Just like these sexual allegations. Now, it's not the worst day in wrestling history. I agree. It's good that all of this fucking foul ass shit is becoming like. It's good because now we can clean that up. That can be cleaned out. You can get you get these distasteful, racist, sexually abusing motherfuckers about the locker room. However, there are some cases on Twitter that I've read, and I just I'm I don't really they, there's some there there's holes in them. There's more holes in them than a 50 cent bulletproof vest back in the 90s, right? There's holes in these stories. And I, I don't know UK law. I know Maryland law. In Maryland, as sick as it may sound, the age of consent is 16. That's the law. Is it right? No. But that's the law. From what I hear in the UK, now don't quote me on this, I could be wrong. I could not be. But I heard in the UK, the age of consent, 16 or 17. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's false. But if there is, then some of these guys aren't going to be punished for what they may or may not be. As sick as it may sound to us, if the law states that the age of 17 and then when they were talking was at the age of 17, as sick as it may sound, it's not necessarily against the law. Sick motherfucker? Yes! <laughs> but not against the law. If the age of sixteen of consent, you're talking at the age of cons- at the age of sixteen, that's not a guy forcing his way onto something. I've seen some of these messages. That's a guy shooting a shot, and even if female is sixteen, if it is legal, then technically speaking, it's nothing wrong. Is it sick? Yes. But technically speaking, it's nothing wrong. So you can't necessarily uh, uh, like crucify them for it. Legally. 
trying to take up for these motherfuckers. Some of them deserve what's coming to them, especially those who are very much guilty. Those who did nothing but hurt some feelings. Hey, you, you, you show me somebody who ain't hurt no feelings. You show me somebody who never cheated on a girlfriend or, or boyfriend. You show somebody who was completely perfect in a relationship and it just didn't work out. I'm not perfect. I'm not. And I, I come to terms with this. I cheated? No. My best person to be in a relationship with at times? Hell no. Hell no. I'm not. Sometimes I can be a whole case where I just want to be the fuck alone. I try my best to be the best person that I can be. Every day. 100% better every day. That's just me. I'm not sure about these people, but we've all not been this wise. It took me until 20... So let's let's get into this topic right now. I, I know we said that Angel would be next, um, but I really have a lot on my heart that I really want to say about this subject. So let's jump into the subject really quick. Right. So when you have to buy ads on Twitter to defend yourself because of the allegations, you are a piece of shit. It does not change anything. You are. You openly admitted to being a piece of shit. We know that you bought those Twitter ads. We know that you fucking cut off all your Twitter, all your accounts. You are a piece of shit. Fuck off, okay? When a re- when we joke about how much JJ watches Russell talk, okay? When they distance themselves in a heartbeat from you, we know you some trash. And not only that, but that episode that they did for Quizlemania, they fucking put on private. So no one else can see that episode. It happened. We know it did. But even they've acknowledged that they've taken it down. So there you go. There's one. Another thing. If you have multiple stories come out about the same person... You are a piece of shit. Sorry, you are. It does not matter who you are, okay? You have two or three people who can come back and say that you did some shit. You did some shit. We know maybe somebody of a certain stature in the wrestling business on the independent scene may have done some shit. And we know because multiple people have come out the same fucking story, same kind of ideas. If you think that you're innocent and you keep defending yourself but then receipts get shown that you are a fucking predator, guess what? You are fucking guilty, and you are a piece of shit. It does not change anything for me about what I think about you. And here's the last part. For people who are sitting there talking about, and Logan, this is no shot at you. I just want to put this out there. For those of you who want to sit there and talk about the age of consent, there is a thing called being a sexual predator and grooming people, okay? If you think for one fucking minute that I'm going to think it's cool for you to train my my 10-year-old daughter and watch you groom her, to think that it's okay for her to be joining you, and when she turns 18, that all of a sudden she's fair game, fuck off. Every one of you people who out there are sitting there training these girls, I don't care if the age of consent is 16 years old in the UK. If you start fucking putting thoughts into this 13-year-old girl's head that she, by some reason, owes you sexual favors because you put it out there, that you took her under your wing, you gave her the opportunities, and she owes you something, fuck you. Fuck everything about you. I'm looking at you, and we already know you've been released from multiple organizations, so fuck off. I have such a huge issue with everybody who thinks that they're going to be this kind of this nice guy to you in your face as a female, and then all of a sudden you're going to turn around and try to fuck her. If you tell me 
one person out there in the wrestling business who is it's just it blows my mind to think that somebody that I have a lot of respect for both in the fight game and somewhere else allegedly told someone, let me shove my dick in you or you ride this dick. And she said no, and you started choking her? That's what the allegations are? You started choking her? By all means, you are a piece of fucking shit. I don't, I want to believe that it's not true. I want to believe that this is just clout chasing, but I have to go with the person who put the allegations out there because we have seen too many times that people from the Me Too movement, they were just shut down because they were putting out there how much shit was going on in Hollywood. Now all of a sudden we see that dark, we saw that same spotlight get put over on the wrestling world, and you mean to tell me that you're going to be found innocent, that you're all of a sudden going to be off the hook? Fuck off, man. Every single person out there who either tore somebody's skirt or maybe – you know what? I don't even want to be on the – only on digging at the males. If you were a female at 20 years old hitting on a 15-year-old kid and pressuring him to have sex with you, you are a piece of shit, okay? Watching TG, TJP, who actually was the person who put that statement out there, watching him put that out there, I was like, holy shit. That's insane to me. And I know I said that we weren't going to drop names. That's the only name that you're going to hear from me talk about it because that person said something. Sure, there was other females out there who have said a lot all their stories, and I've mentioned it, and by all means, my heart is with you. I'm passionate about this because I have a daughter. I have to protect her, right? And I'm here in a wrestling business. I'm training to get into the wrestling business. I've had my first pro wrestling match. Sorry, guys. I know I'm supposed to not break kayfabe, but it is what it is. Some things are a little bit more important than just you know the persona of a character. But by all means, if you think for one fucking minute that I'm going to let someone train my daughter that I don't fucking trust, you are out your fucking mind, okay? And I've met some sleazy people in the business. I know they are, and that's why I keep people away from, from my daughter. But to be honest, there are some people out there that I will go to battle with in any battlefield. And any female who feels that they've been disrespected in this business, I will go to bat for you. Every single one of you. It does not change who I am. I promise you that I'm not one of those dudes who is looking to go around and creep because that's not my point. I have a kid I have to take care of. I have a daughter I have to watch out for. I have to be an example for her to show her what people are supposed to be like. I cannot believe that in this time, it's 20 fucking 20. We still have to deal with women being sexually assaulted. We still have to deal with the racism that goes on into the wrestling business. We have to deal with fucking all the people who get ahead just because of their name. Great. I'm glad. But you know what? And it was to be an example that we brought up in the last episode, right? Charlotte Flair's name got her into the business, but her hard work has kept her in that business. And by all means, I love her for it. But if she had came out and said that somebody fucking was touching her or inappropriate, inappropriately grabbing on her in the back, I promise you, I'd be the first one to lock and punching someone in the fucking face. Because I cannot imagine what it would happen if that was my daughter having that same position. Now, to everybody, to all the females out there, we welcome you to be on our show. You can tell your story. We are not going to pressure you into into doing it because we want you to feel comfortable on our set. But as far as I'm concerned, anybody who's been attached to this fucking name right now, I don't care if you're fucking innocent. You're guilty in my fucking mind because as a father, I have to protect my daughter, and that's the first thing I'm going to do. And some of you other the wrestlers, like I can't – I could not fathom thinking that some of these people, some of these people who are being found guilty – or even just being alleged, you have kids. Some of you have daughters out there. What the fuck is wrong with you? You think it's cool for any type of any time that you're gonna go out there and be like, hey, you know what? Like, it's not my kid, so I can do that. That's somebody's daughter that you're fucking disrespecting. 
think about that shit. Because if you wouldn't act like that in front of your grandmother, you shouldn't be acting like that in front of them. That, it just blows my mind. And we have such a tarn- – the business is always being tarnished, and we're always finding a new way to re – like at least shine it up a little better, to make it better for everybody else. But for you people out there who continue to want to put a bad name on this business, fuck off. I want every one of you out the fucking business and ruining your fucking career for everything you do. I don't want you – at the end of the day, I don't want you to be a cross guard in fucking New York City. I don't want you – I don't want you touching my trash. Like, to quote Cyrus the Virus, when it comes to people who are in allegations of rape or have been found guilty of rape, you are something between the white stuff in my mouth and toe jam. You are lower to fucking scum. And I cannot take you serious as a person anymore. That's my rant. Hey, if you don't mind me chiming in right quick. I applaud you and everything that you said, and I got to agree with a lot of the shit that you said. But there's one fallacy. Like, once again, we weren't there. I, I will not take sides. What if they're lying? What if the person that's accused didn't do the things that they did, that they said was done? Logan. I'm going to ask this question. I'm going to ask wait, you this what? question. Hold on. Wait. I want to ask this question. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I heard you say you had you a know, You know my daughter. I do. And you I love you. know you, my though. daughter. And if my, da- if my daughter came to you and said that some random dude touched her before she came and told me, what, what would be the expectation? What my expectation? <laughs> what would be the expectation? Your daughter is not a liar. My first thought first action, whether it be right or wrong, probably be to do some things that I can't say on this show. My point. Well, My so point is, good. we have to understand I, that. We have, I, like, I, I, I get that there's people I, I out there in this world. Don't get me wrong, man. Like, I, I get it. I, I, I got a fucking niece. I have a niece. I have a whole niece, bruh. I get it. The majority of the, I got majority of females in my family. I get it. Trust me. If anybody get it, it's me. But I don't know any of these people from Adam and Eve. I don't know their character. There's so much gray area. And until we see the receipts, until we see what's what, how can we just blackball someone? For the same reason that you would want to go knock somebody's fucking face off if they were touching my daughter. Because you're going to take them at their word. And I get it, right? There might be some people out there who are clout chasing, right? But at this time, with those allegations, I would much rather believe the people who are putting out the allegations than the person trying to defend themselves. Because as we've seen, right, if one truth starts, that fire is going to spread. And that fire did spread. And David Starr did not stand up. He, he admitted that he was a piece of shit as a boyfriend, right, and that he had done some other stuff. But maybe there might be one or two stories out there that aren't true. But I have to have to believe that the majority of the women that have put their story out, they are the ones that have to believe. Uh, all right, I'm going to debate with you, Cliff. Um, the thing is, even though if we want to believe people, um, 
I'm going to go back to this a story that has actually been recently brought out back in like a couple of like months ago. Um, Amber Heard, who was saying that Johnny Depp was abusing her. And then we know Johnny Depp lost Pirates of the Caribbean role. He pretty much been blackballed out of, blackballed out of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. However, we, we found out probably a couple months like ago that it was actually Amber Heard who was abusing him. So we can't we can't try to take the sides of just the women or the men. We have to take the side of if they're telling the truth or not, which we, which means that we need a court of law to decide if they're if what's if what's happening is true or not. And we just can't go off of face value. I personally have a friend. That's a personal friend. Grew up with him. Known him all my life. He got accused of rape. Because he was caught smashing a Caucasian woman whose dad walked in. And then she claimed that he raped her because daddy walked in on her. I can't say names. Can't even say the date. But he did not do what was accused His life is now ruined. Everywhere he go, he has to fill out paperwork saying that he's a rapist, even though he did. Even though he isn't. And this was at a time where defamation of character wasn't the real thing. And unfortunately, because she lied and she told that story and she stuck to her guns, no matter how much truth he was told, because he's from where I'm from, grew up in the neighborhood that I grew up in, and she's where, she, where she's from, and grew up in the neighborhood and she, where she grew up at, and because her daddy is who she is, or who he is, that was the case. This is why I remain neutral, until I see the facts. So... Alright, so before we go on, I want, I want to get Angel's perspective on this real quick. And we can we, we can continue the um the topic we'll actually finish, yeah. afterwards. Um we can still go back and forth. Um I like I, I like what because we're having the conversation, which is good. But I want to get Angel's perspective on this because um she's a female, and so I want to get the female perspective on this. So go ahead, um, Angel. Okay. Yes. Female perspective, female perspective who doesn't have a story to tell. Blessedly, luckily, and all of that. I don't have a sad, sad story. Nice one. So, I believe that anybody who's going to force themselves on someone, whether it's a man on a man, a man on a woman, a woman on a man, a man, a child, anything, if you're going to force someone or, as I said before, mentally manipulate somebody, you deserve the death penalty. Now, I also believe, like you said, that should be proven. I think that if you're going to lie and say that somebody did something like rape you, to defame their character or out of a place of pettiness or any of that sort, you deserve that same type of penalty. Because like you said, you're ruining somebody's life. There's endless of people who could have done so many things with their lives, who have been blackballed, etc., removed from life essentially, or like you said, walking around having to say that they're a pedophile when they're not because somebody lied and somebody else believed them. So I don't think it should just go straight off the first point, but I also think that if you did your wrong, you're going to get what you deserve for your wrong. I think as far as the WWE specifically goes, that they're removing people 
who weren't actually proven guilty. So that in itself says either the WWE is aware of what's going on or it's adding false guilt on the person. And so the WWE should get some type of, you know, repercussions for that. The WWE hasn't even released like some type of statement saying that they're against everything going on. And there's so many allegations going on. So, you know, everybody can see it. So they should say something. Right. But they haven't. I think that removing the people if they are wrong is a good way to initially rectify it. But it doesn't fix what happened. I think that. I'm glad I have a son, not a daughter, because like Cliff, I'm afraid of what would happen in the world today with certain things. I'm even worried for my son, but that's a whole nother debate for another topic. Um, I just, yeah, like if you're guilty, if you did it, even if you're not found guilty, your demise should come to you, not just from your career, not just from family, your full demise, that's what you brought up on yourself. I believe that if you're not guilty, you should have the right to be proven that you are not. And I believe that if you're found not, then the people, whoever did anything, you know, accusing you as so, not even the person who actually said it, but any repercussions you face falsely should be fix for you or somebody should do something because you know like I said that's your whole life ruined like this is a real deep topic but if you're gonna do it I mean if you did it you know yes the death penalty is what you should face you should not just jail time not just this not just that and not like a chair but like torture that's how I feel about it really quickly um I did want to somewhat correct Angel when it comes to the WWE. They did release a statement. It did The statement didn't say that they were explicitly against what is going on now, but they did say that they take these kind of allegations extremely seriously and that they would investigate and take the proper action uh, with okay. that. So uh, they, 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 I mean, they've already proven what they can, what they do when it comes to these kind of accusations. I mean, look at Jack Gallagher. That's gone. gone. One sentence. Enzo Amore, even though his turned out to be false, but it was that on top of his locker room heat led right. to his departure. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the WWE, even though they're not going to say this specific. Yeah, issue not where currently. It, I just didn't know there was a statement, period. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's an official statement for the WWE. Says, Go for it. Individuals are responsible for their own personal actions. WWE has zero tolerance for matters involving des- domestic violence, child abuse, and sexual assault. Upon arrest uh, for such misconduct, a WWE talent will immediately uh, will be immediately suspended. Upon conviction of such misconduct, a WWE talent will be immediately terminated. WWE ability to find, suspend, or terminate a WWE talent will not be, however, limited or compromised in any manner in the event of incontrovertible evidence of such illegal misconduct and presented to WWE. There you go. So, yeah. So one, other, one other example. Oh, yeah, one yeah, other yeah, example yeah. of somebody of somebody else who was accused of something and it led to their departure. Rick Swan. Remember, he was accused right. of beating his wife. 
Correct. And he got let go, and then it turned, and then the charges were dropped. But by then, he was already let go. So there you go. Right. So he was falsely, and his wife should have been arrested, basically. Well, to be honest, and remember the 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 thing with Enzo Amore. A lot of people are going to go back and talk about this one. The thing about Enzo Amore wasn't he wasn't released because of the allegations. He was released because WWE was notified, and he didn't tell them, which is why. There has been rumors of a certain WWE superstar going to WWE first to talk about the issues versus WWE coming to them talk about it. So it's probably like the initiative thing that they're looking for, but that's that's basically what we're seeing from like the stance point. So um, I'm glad like I said I'm glad we're having the uh, the conversation and. Honestly, with this specific topic, we can go, you know, for hours and hours and hours about this topic. So um, I'm going to put it out there. Um, if all our listeners out there, if you have an opinion and you want to just make your opinion out there, definitely put us on to uh, say your uh, opinion and uh, mention us on Twitter. We'll definitely, you know, want to hear everyone's topic on this and everyone's opinion. So definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, Add us at three count underscore pod on Twitter. Definitely bring out your opinions. Um, I'm going to wrap it up here on that note. We um, have covered everything from this crazy, crazy ass week of wrestling. I want to give a big shout out to our uh, all our guests, whether it be the, uh, Damien, Champ, Logan, Ace. Thank you so much for being on the uh, on the show. Um, crazy times are going in wrestling. I mean, it's a crazy time in the world, period. But Definitely a crazy time in wrestling. We're so glad that you were uh, able to come on here and uh, talk uh, about what's going on. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, my name is Chaz Evans here with the DC's People Champion, WCW Ken Champ, whatever you know him, but you know him as the DC People's Champ. Here with just Logan. Here with the super villain himself, our special correspondent, Damien Fatal. Here with my sister, Ace. Here with the Napster, JJ. Hi. The owner of the Dog Pound, the Red Dog, Cliff Miller, and the Idol Master in the flesh and in living color, Chris Idol. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Three Count. Make sure you give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe. Make sure you don't ever miss an episode of the Three Count Podcast because, hey, you never know when a crazy week in wrestling is going to happen and you're going to get a fucking super pod here on the Three Count. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you next time on the Three Count. Be there or be somewhere else. Congratulations, you made it to the end. Now like, share, subscribe, comment, tell a friend. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Go to Twitter at the Three Count Underscore Pod. Go to Facebook, YouTube at the Three Count Podcast. And then go buy some merch from us. Show us some support at ProWrestlingTees.com. And you go in the search box, you'll find it right there at the Three Count Podcast. Then, you know, tell us that you like us. And for you guys who don't know, I am Clifford Red Dog Miller. And catchphrase.